0: Hello and welcome to the eyeballs, I mean... Last Minute Politics featuring me. We just me. Were talking about leftist infighting, and that is how you start leftist infighting. Oh, there, I, I like thought, you see, <laughs> how you feel about, all right, we're just jumping out there, how you pro- now, I think, feel about Peter Coffin is how I am gradually feeling about Thought Slime, and
1: talking about two people who fucking hate each other, that god damn. That fascinates me, because Thought Slime is another one where I have a similar reaction to them as I do Peter Coffin, where I'm like they're a bit smarmy, and a lot of people don't like it. Okay, yes, remove all your bullshit, and I I agree with a lot of what you're saying, but you say it in a way that makes me think you're an asshole, and I'm supposed people to be on like, your side. Why
0: you used you used a different s word than smarmy? Mine is smart. What
1: did you use? Sardonic. They are they are sardonic. blatantly and upfront sardonic. It's what every high schooler leans into and when they learn irony isn't enough or is too hard to do. Well, that's kind of. Well, if you go under this, is, this episode is not discussing
0: fucking, we're not here to tone police how you make <laughs> no. your leftist internet content, but you can almost argue that, okay, when I was getting into contra points way back when they were like quasi socialist and now they're just a straight up lip, uh, when they, back when they were like edgy and like talking about issues and getting me actually further left and further towards like reading the theory and like, let's fucking, what does Lenin actually have to say? Like when I was getting in there, they made a, they made a, a point that I love where they're like, look, you can get out there and you can act like like the, the crazy beardo guy who's yelling about Marks or whatever. Or you can be, you got to be kind of cool. That Like, the way you present the content attracts certain randos who aren't already into thing. And there may or may not, like, I don't know if it's intentional or not. Maybe he's like, well, teen, teens act and talk like this, and they may be
1: attracted to the amount of an asshole I am. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> True. <laughs> and, like, it very well could be, I am not the target audience for Peter Coffin and Thought Slime. Which is fine, but as you've bemoaned, there aren't that many people talking about this stuff that either are, like, they do the research and they learn about it and their stuff evolves, or they turn out to just be hustlers, because there are hustlers on the (laughs) left. And I don't mean, work that hustle, give me that dollar, I mean, they genuinely do not give a shit about anything of the cause, this is just where the eyeballs and money is.
0: That's that's where you start
1: using the word grift. Grift, yes. that was the word, not do... hustle. I'm sorry. I respect the hustle. I do not respect the grift.
0: Like, you don't have to become Jimmy Dore, who was a previous guy who would get on and was, like, qu- like left-considered, and they're like, oh, this radical leftist, and now he's realized that he can make a shit ton of money saying anti-vax things, so that's his whole deal now, because he gets a bunch of money off it. And it's like, I understand, you gotta pay your bills, but, like, fuck. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> come on, <laughs> and it's just different levels of of cuz you're it's that we're forced into the in, if there's an incentive structure in place in our social media and in our everyday lives everywhere as long as you're living under the capitalist system to behave in certain ways and some people do and uh i'm trying really hard to always acknowledge those fucking influences and do my best to resist them uh. <laughs> that's, why people, that's why people end up acting like that though like that's what pushed con uh i was gonna i said contra slime that's oh, what no. pushed contra points farther to the lib side is they're like well i'm like really popular now and i'm making money i'm getting invited to ted talks and oh they don't really want to hear about marx and Lenin right now i better tone that shit down and it's not explicit i'm sure no one walked up to them and was like you better start shit talking socialism <laughs> like i'm sure no one said that directly but you you get the cues can, can we take you a moment the, you... to discuss the envy video because that's
1: kind of what we're discussing right I don't want to talk about it for a long time, but I would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, my gut reaction is it's nowhere near as bad as what anyone says, and it fits right in line with what we just had on Bible study, in that it's the acknowledgement of these things that happen socially, treat them as if they are just a an unconscious force that you cannot stop. All you can do is work with it. That was my takeaway. I'm actually greatly surprised at how upset... People were over that video. I did not it's get the, lib shit from it at all. I got, oh, yeah, this is, this gets misattributed to us and that sucks. And that was a good breakdown of what is it and why.
0: I think I had, I don't remember if we had pressed record when I said the th- when I had uh, said this thing or not, but it's the difference between systemic and individual. And they seem to be conflagrated in that video. And that's what
1: pisses people. Well, pisses some people I don't think <laughs> it was aren't. conflagrated. Uh, But if you were the viewer who did get that impression, then yes, I see how that video could piss you off. There's a difference between individually dealing with your personal
0: feelings of like, damn, that motherfucker, like, of envy, (laughs) Uh, versus the, like, the the systemic structures that keep certain people in power and keep certain other people in power and, like, trying to go, ah, leftists are just jealous. Like, that's,
1: No. (laughs) Alright, well, you've got a bunch of text stuff, and I do want to get into so much. this, so you Did you should... introduce yourself? I, I don't think I did. Hi, I'm Dragor, and I don't like how Peter Coffin says things, but I increasingly <laughs> like the content of what he has to say. That's really it. Like, don't follow his Twitter, it's just... Oh like... my god, his Twitter, <laughs> I had to
0: turn that shit off. Oh, what an like... asshole. <laughs> It's, I'm just sitting there I'm like you're right Peter but why are
1: we talking to who are you tweeting at <laughs> who <Yes>. this person? <laughs> like, he has well and that's his that's, that's the hustle stink. right that's not necessarily that's the grip. that's the hustle of you need to drive that engagement this is his life right. Get the fuck
0: on social media. He was f- previously had success on YouTube for making song parodies, and now it's like, now I'm a hardcore Marxist-Leninist talking about that online, and that's what my whole thing is, and would you believe it that the YouTube
1: algorithm doesn't, like, put his videos in front of people anymore? <laughs> like <Le> gasp. Shocking. <laughs> okay, I've All done right. my intro. Let's get into... Uh... So,
0: the reason, the only reason that we frickin' mention Peter Coffin is because... It's not that I love. That's why I bring up the parasocial thing at the beginning. It's not that like Peter Coffin's my favorite person and the only person I will trust for my news. But if you are looking, our topic today is Nicaragua and specifically this month's Nicaraguan elec- election. I think it happened on the seventh, something like that. Maybe I'm thinking of our election day, but like this month in November 2021, Nicaragua held a presidential, a national presidential election. And trying to find any information on it is just miserable. You can go online and find the same copy-pasted, like, unreliable... Like, if you look into the... So- like, if you find New York Times or Washington Post, your, your traditional Western media, you'll find the same non-source listed over and over and the same non-claims completely unbacked up over and over and over again. And one of the only people... The reason I gravitated towards Coffin is because he did an episode on it, and he had been talking to not only the person interviewed in the podcast, but uh, a guy named C- Caleb Maupin, another person who the internet left considers
1: neo-Hitler. They fucking hate I, I need to <laughs> look more Maupin. into this, because I've talked about <laughs> the Black Socialists of America group, and they sent some critical stuff at him. And I don't, un- like, other than they sca- they shared a picture of him sitting at a table with a white supremacist or something, and I'm like, okay... Well, one of my good friends has a picture in fursuit against a Trump sign. Can I get context, please? The picture alone doesn't work. Are they debating the, the white supremacist or are they like
0: at the same barbecue for white supremacy? Like, you know what I mean. But the reason I bring up Maupin, he was in Nicaragua as a poll watcher at the polls posting Twitter videos like I'm here in Nicaragua and no one's killing anyone and we're all voting and everything's chill so like trying to find direct sources is already difficult. Then trying to find English language direct sources is also difficult. Then you take into this is where I start selling like tinfoil hat. Uh take up the Like, Twitter and social media and the general, like, they are not going to publish pro-Nicaragua takes for reasons that will become clear in my little brief history here. And there's accusations of, oh, the people who were, like, pro-Sandinista on Twitter were, like, their accounts were deleted or they were blocked or they were censured. I mean, when I tweet about fucking Patreon, that shit gets, like, nothing. Like, it's, wow, I've gone from, like, seven likes to zero likes. So imagine that you're trying to talk, like, pro a place the U.S. doesn't like. It's not that conspiratorial to think, yeah, that was probably like taken down or at the least de-emphasized in the algorithm. So how the fuck do you find out what is actually going on in Nicaragua? I don't actually know, but this is the best I've got. Please don't take all of this whole spiel I'm about to go on as like, I know everything about Nicaragua and the U.S. is evil all the time and Nicaragua is God and I love Ortega. He's my favorite. I don't give a shit about Ortega. He's the guy who currently is, he won the presidential election, but don't take this as like, Pepper loves the government of Nicaragua. I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck is happening.
1: (laughs) Yeah, from, you know, Pepper's done more research into this than I have, but even with the digging, I'm I'm in a group. There was you've heard me talk about it here and there. Uh, there's there's a group across the country called Drinking Liberally, and I'm in a bunch of those chats. And that's my local Chicago group where we're all friends. We drink and we also talk shit about politics. And I am definitely, especially after lockdown, way more to the left than the rest of them. But that's still good for me because I want to find out like, all right what what do Just my have them change it to drinking socially what do my more left lib friends think about some of this stuff and I brought up the Nicaragua stuff and they don't even have anything to say other than they're like yeah I thought I heard there was some election troubles and I'm like alright well here's the main source that they used and here's why it's horse shit do you know anything else and no one knows anything people no. far more informed than I am are like well you one upped us on this one we don't know shit your two options are to
0: fully buy into the US and EU and uh, when i say the west that's shorthand for US, Canada and the EU and a couple other people like you either f- wholesale believe the media narrative that's given out because damn it is all exactly perfectly in lockstep and everyone says the exact same thing or apparently you love ortega and hate america like there's <laughs> somewhere between those two is reality <laughs> I want to discover it. So here's my brief history of Nicaragua. And this is, okay. So we say historical materialism. This is what that's kind of about. It's very difficult to look at a person and go, you are good and going to heaven, or you are evil and going to hell. It is much easier to look at the history of a situation and like, what happened? Who was who benefited? Who did not benefit? Who was killed? <laughs> like, what was the birth rate? Like, what was the infant mortality rate? You know, things we can look at and actually know. Not like, oh, were they a good person in their heart? Or whatever the fuck. Historical materialism is like, let's look at the history. Let's look at the material consequences, effects, and conditions. That's what I'm trying to do. It's the reason I'm going through this. So then when we're making arguments later, you'll go, oh, well, yeah, they did do that in this year, so it would be not that crazy for them to do it again a few years later. Nicaragua. In recent weeks slash days, the U.S. has done the following to punish Nicaragua for a supposedly bogus election they held. They've banned banned officials and diplomats from entering the U.S., uh, and they have already passed economic sanctions. They had those sanctions ready to go before the election, by the way. Already seems weird. They knew the election was fake before it happened. brief history of the u.s intervention in the country this is what i can cobble together from like wikipedia and i the reason i say wikipedia because wikipedia is by no means a far left source i'm not pulling these from fucking stalinism.com or whatever the fuck like i'm pulling these from wikipedia this is like generally accepted people don't argue these facts at this point at the time i'm sure but in 1909 the U.S. meddles in elections. To quote Wikipedia, in 1909, Nicaraguan President Jose Santos Zelea of the Liberal Party faced opposition from the Conservative Party. These are just shorthand things. Led by Governor Juan Jose Estrada of Bluefields, which is a place, who received support from the U.S. government as a result of American entrepreneurs providing financial assistance to Estrada's rebellion in the hopes of gaining economic concessions
1: after the rebellion's victory. So to be clear... End quote. Uh, Just to point it out again, the rebellion in this case is the conservative party, and that is what got the USA backing. And this is in 1909. In hopes of gaining economic concessions, the phrase banana
0: republic, this is the era we're talking about. Various Caribbean islands, Central America. It's that, hey, you have stuff we want. It could be as simple as the Dole Corporation literally enslaving fuckers so they can work on banana farms. Or it could be a cobalt mine in the Congo owned by Elon Musk. Or it could be like this shit in Bolivia we want. They have a thing we want. Even if it's just market share, even if it's just fucking McDonald's wants to have stores there, someone wants to make money in a non-American country and military force is used to make sure that happens in hopes of gaining economic concessions after the rebellion's victory. This isn't because America was evil or Satan or the devil. They wanted money. (laughs) So isn't it great that we don't have to argue over whether or not fucking Taft was a piece of shit? Maybe he was. I don't know. This was done for money. They killed a lot of people. (laughs) The U.S. occupied Nicaragua in 1912 and in 1927, both times to protect American business interests. Each time, a new puppet president was chosen by capital C capital, like the super rich people, like people in America. Uh, All of them either worked, not people in America, capitalists in America, the owning class. There there was no vote on this. Yeah, there's no vote. They just fucking all of them either worked directly for U.S. companies or were educated in the like. If you if you pull up whoever blah 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 president in nineteen blah blah blah, you pull it up it's like from L.A. California, and you're like, oh, <laughs> or like went to UCLA, and you're like, I wonder if they had any influence there. And I bring that up because in Cuba, the guy who the Castro overthrew Batista, the Batista government. Went to the U.S., educated in the U.S., sent back over as a guy to be president, specifically because they knew he'd be very nice to U.S. business interests. 1926, Nicaraguan Civil War. Yeah, all the fucking around eventually led to a civil war in a destabilized country where they were doing whatever they want to get money. President Coolidge, in America, uh, lifts an arms embargo they had on Nicaragua so they can send guns to the side of the conflict that would benefit the U.S. the most should they come to power. They came to power (laughs) 1928 uh, That was was 26 So in 1926, Coolidge is like Okay, we want to kind of have some influence Over who wins this Nicaragua Civil War So we're going to give the side we like A bunch of guns Where have we heard that before the entire Middle East U.S. supervised elections in 1928 U.S. in quotes Supervised elections I bring this up because it's going to sound Exactly like the opposite of what they said Happened this month U.S. supervised elections and U.S. controlled all the way up until 1979. Uh, Just like Cuba, they made them sign an article in their constitution that gave the U.S. complete economic control over Nicaragua. That is utterly insane. (laughs) Like, they can just say, we don't want you to spend your money that way. We want you to spend your money building us a nice new port so we can ship our bananas or whatever the fuck Nicaragua had at the time. And uh, the U.S. controlled uh, Nicaragua all the way up until about 1979. So, 28 to 79. Big gap there, right? Well, what if I told you that a single family controlled the Nicaraguan government for about 50 years? To quote from Wikipedia. For their more than four decades in power, the Somoza family accumulated wealth through corporate corporate bribes, industrial monopolies, land grabbing, and foreign aid siphoning. Wow. Wow. The poor Nicaraguans for only a dollar a day. I'm going to keep that money. My name is blah, 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 Somoza Garcia. And (laughs) that money is now mine. Uh, By 1970s, that family, that single family, that was three presidents, was stretched across three presidents, uh, owned 23% of all land in Nicaragua. How'd they get there? Well, in 1934, the patriarch of that family lured the uh, a rebel leader who was like, against this the dude, the, the family that eventually ruled for 50 years and stole a shit ton of wealth from Nicaragua. Uh, they lured a rebel leader, Augusto Cesar Sandino, into peace talks and then killed them. <laughs> like, yeah. a the Game of Thrones move. Just come here. It won't be like, ah. Okay, now uh, at All the right. end of this, I own 23% of the country. <laughs> I'm going to gonna read this 1979
1: part since... Oh, and keep Sandino in your mind because that he, he, they named the revolution after him. Yes. Sandino. Uh, so in 1979, after 16 years of fighting, the Sandinista National Liberation Front overthrows the last Somoza asshole. <laughs> I love that you wrote it that you, way. You chose one where I have a ton of curses. So I you know. Like, Somoza <laughs> fled to Miami along with everything valuable he could get his hands on, and he left under $2 million in the national treasury. He was denied asylum in the U.S., which is amazing, because it turns out they really didn't care about the person they installed. He was no longer contract. useful to them. Fuck you. So he gets a mansion in Paraguay, and it was a SEAL team. <laughs> what you wrote? He was <laughs> SEAL Team, team Six. <laughs> <sixth. laughs> he was assassinated by Sandinista assassins in 1980. They blew up his car with a rocket launcher. Uh, six of the seven assassins escaped... Uh, The only one caught was executed for the attack, which killed Samoa, Samoa, Samoza, his driver and his financial advisor. It's really funny. The financial advisor
0: just like with him at all times, I guess. And this is in Paraguay. And now I don't condone like tracking down and just murdering people vigilante justice. But imagine if like the the same family for 50 years, they were a, a dictator. They were an actual dictator, just like a despotic dictator. Nicaragua was a miserable place to live and then finally you revolution that dude and then he just gets a mansion in Paraguay then seven people like fuck this and they just I'm not saying it's understandable to murder people but
1: I mean look (laughs) I I, as as the resident pacifist here like I I don't think you openly identify that way I do and as the resident pacifist I go i I don't want anyone to die. And I look at that situation and go, there was a lot that man could have done to not incur a SEAL team to assassinate him. Like not being responsible for the deaths of thousands and thousands. Like, victim blaming is not at play here. If you are disproportionately the power and wealthy, then if you, in being powerful and wealthy, continue to perpetuate violence and worse as part of your life, that is going to come your way, regardless of how I, the pacifist, feel about it. Look, if you smiled
0: when Muammar Gaddafi, the previous guy who ran Syria, got knifed in the asshole until he died, uh, you can smile at this. Yeah. Because <laughs> everybody was pretty happy when Gaddafi got fucked up by his own people. Some of got fucked up by his own people. Ah, Don't be such a ghoul. Don't kill so many of your own people that don't they do not kill decide any of kill your, your own back. people? <laughs> yeah, kill none of them, ideally. Ideally, the number is zero. <laughs> uh,
1: the Sandinista government rules until 1990 cia-backed contra fighters put constant pressure on the young government uh as you know this is a beastly quote from wikipedia you want to read it uh yeah i'm gonna read this so this is a quote from wikipedia in august of 1989 the month that the campaign began the Contras redeployed 8,000 troops into Nicaragua after a funding boost from Washington, Washington, like American Washington D.C., becoming in effect the armed wing of the UNO. What is the UNO in this context? I did mean to ask that. That's that'd be the people who are currently
0: ruling uh, Nicaragua. Oh wait, sorry, I'm, I'm off by one. UNO is is the, the they now they are the rebels. We don't call them rebels; we call them Contras because that's yeah. The Contras the, the, are the, the UNO. <laughs> yeah basically private army. Uh, funded by the U.S. sent in to destabilize the Sandinista government. Kind of
1: like some Blackwater stuff. Uh, No fewer than 50 FSLN candidates were assassinated. Sandinistas. So, very important. We're about to talk about
0: something similar to this. In this case, 50 Sandinista candidates were killed. Like, actually. Like, dead. Like, not... It's not
1: not you can't run. Not oh, you have a fine. There, there is a citation needed for the note that uh, the Contras also distributed thousands of UNO leaflets. That's probably common to be expected. Then, uh, years of conflict had left fifty thousand casualties and twelve billion of damage. Twelve billion dollars of damages in a society of three point five million people and an annual. It says GNP. Was that supposed to be GDP of two billion? The proportionately equivalent figure for the U.S. would have been 5 million casualties and $25 trillion lost. After the war, a survey was taken of voters. 75.6% agreed that if the Sandinistas had won, the war would have never ended. 98, 91.8% of those who voted for the UNO agree with this. Uh, and then the Library of Congress Country Studies this on is, Nicaragua. This states. is now a quote within a is, quote. Yeah, quote within a quote. We're recursing. Despite limited resources and poor organization, the UNO coalition under Violeta Camorro directed a campaign centered around the failing economy and promises of peace. Many Nicaraguans expected the country's economic crisis to deepen and the Contra conflict to continue if the Sandinistas remained in power. Camoro promised to end the unpopular military draft, bring about democratic reconciliation, and promote economic growth. In February 25, 1990 elections, Violeta Barrios de Camoro carried 55% of the popular vote against Daniel Ortega's 41%. So, like, you can't—there is no alternate earth that we can go and do an experiment
0: on— but what they're saying, and this is Wikipedia, this is not a far-left media source, is that the general vibe was, look, the Sandinistas had a successful revolution from that one family that fucked us over for uh, multiple generations. And then, for ten solid years, the U.S. fucked them as hard as they f- possibly could. That's why that number is important. Uh, 50,000 casualties and $12 billion in damages in a society of 3 million people and an annual GDP of 2 billion. 12 billion in damages caused by the contras and their entire fucking they make 2 billion a year as an entire country the proportional equivalent of figures in the u.s. Five, imagine if in the u.s. somebody was messing with us, killed 5 million people and took 25 trillion dollars worth of resources from the current u.s. holy jesus yeah we would have like, nuked so that would have an that would be crippling to us if we did not have the retaliatory capacity to yes nukes <laughs> <laughs> like It's like if somebody just came in and said, we've destroyed the entire state of New York. Like, (laughs) well, actually, there's more people than five million in New York. The entire state of Arizona. It's a little closer. (laughs) Yeah. Well, hey. I don't know if we have $25 trillion in Arizona, but. Uh, So the idea is that they had such unrelenting pressure that eventually the people in the country were like, look, we don't like these people. But if we don't vote for them, we fear that this conflict will last until the end of time. Seventy five percent. Of people polled that, after that what, war. That's the what they C thought. Word? They were coerced? Coerced by the other C word, capital. Like, well, people, and this is all for money. This isn't yeah. ideological. This isn't like, we America want to go do freedom. I'm sure that's what they fucking said. I'm sure if you read an, an 80s newspaper, a 90s newspaper, that's probably what was said, if anything was said. I was alive in the 90s. You remember shit about Nicaragua? No. <laughs> I mean, maybe I learned. Nope. I don't know. You don't even hear about it. We were, doing, we were doing a little Vietnam down in Nicaragua. Well, that's the thing, though. It's not American soldiers doing it. We just gave a bunch of money and guns to yeah. people. All right. Nah. So when people say, like, give Cuba back to Cubans, like, we need to go back, bring, give Cuba their democracy back. Like, whenever they pretend that the various revolutions that brought countries like Bolivia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Vietnam, like, all happened because of economic exploitation. We fucked these countries until they were piles of ash. Then they revolted. And now we want to go back? Like, to what? the US installed dictator that they had Batista in the case of Cuba or fucking Somoza in the case of, of uh, a Nicaragua, said Honduras of Nicaragua. Like, is that the, let's bring it back to when three
1: people in one family extracted resources and and ended up with a quarter of a country. literal than what the tactic is, because let's address what the tactic is here at home. And it's not unique to our generation, but it sure has been leaned into in a way that's different and it's the return to simpler times. Let's go back. The, the whole boomer energy that we have to deal with. Again, not unique to boomers. Happens almost every generation in some way, shape or form. We're slowly getting the libs going, ah, but the 90s. And then you have to whisper in their ear uh, pre-existing conditions were a thing you had to deal with in the 90s in what you're calling the best time ever. So, you have an entire propaganda machine. Yeah, Do they mean the 90s or the 50s? That is 50s? <laughs> predicated upon, we have to go back. They have stopped caring or even looking into go back to what? The question isn't there. It's just a dictate. That's it. If I take what they
0: say as good faith, like especially Cuba, you hear the argument constantly. It's like bring democracy back to Cuba. It's specifically talking about democracy. And if you talk to Americans, it's like, oh, freedom for the people on the ground. So they can determine their own fate. And then you just remember that, well, Cuba never really had democracy in American style. And the guy before who we had right now was a dictator. Same thing in Nicaragua. Like, technically, yes, the person was voted in. Like, the, it, the America did not just show up and say, this is your new leader. Deal no, with No, we had it. to kill a lot they of people and cause damage pressure. to
1: get them to deal yeah. it.
0: 50,000 people. We just did terrorism at them or funded, I should say, which is like exactly what we were doing in the middle East. Like, it sounds like you could just replace Nicaragua with almost with like seven or eight different other countries. And I could tell the same story. And this is why I have so much doubt when the newspaper tells me Nicaragua is having an evil, unfair, fake election. Cause like, the U.S. has been in charge of Nicaragua's elections in the past, and we saw how it went. I mean, we ensured how it went,
1: maybe, is a little bit more of a... I mean, we, we funded... Okay, there's this last segment, <laughs> so, so I'm going to read it, and then, Pepper, you're going to have stuff to say. Yeah, do it. So, in the year 2000, electoral reforms broke up Nicaragua's two-party system. And then, in 2006, after two losses, Daniel Ortega, president in 1990 and leader of the Sandinistas, won the presidency again. He's been elected three more times since then, most recently this month. His win percentage is increasing each time, 38% to 62% to 72% and then 75%. Sandinista policies continue to be extremely popular in Nicaragua, and the 2021 election had a 65% turnout rate, slightly higher than the U.S. 2020 presidential election. Exactly. One source says that turnout was actually 18%, which... 18 is not 65, it's nowhere close. What? If It would require such a crazy shift between and elections. And it's a dramatic change from previous like. elections as well. The source responsible for this cites a poll of 1,400 anonymous people. And if you track the
0: organization they're talking about, it goes to a Twitter. I'm not getting too far to the weeds. You can find this info if you want. It's a. It's like the freedom for Nicaragua Corporation. There's like it traces back to a rando Twitter account that we're pretty sure was made by people in Spain. Like nobody. None of the Western media sources seem very concerned with hearing from Nicaraguans. Much like how none of the when you talk about Cuba, they don't seem very interested in hearing from Cubans unless they're people who live in Miami and were like left cuba because there's a meme i like where it's like my family was they uh what was it they took our house uh kicked us out of the thing it's like and it's like oh you were slave owners you were plantation owners like yeah yeah (laughs) yes you did get kicked out that's what should happen (laughs) imagine if we had a a different end of the civil war and they're like okay the south is if you owned a plantation we're taking your shit giving it to people and you're gonna get a normal ass house to live in or you can go to canada if you are too freaked out by this (laughs) <laughs> like th- we could have had that at the end of actually we, st- we st- fucking we started doing that i just remembered the 40
1: acres and yep. a mule shit this is not u.s history this is the- <laughs> so another a bit of u.s context into something that was said was uh well why ask the question why what are all of the different reasons for why you don't see on the ground reports from cuba or nicaragua and this is part of except from caleb was that pepper
0: (laughs) except for caleb maupin and a bunch of other people that the internet thinks are evil who
1: are down there with cell phones just like
0: like, like, fucking vlogging msnbc
1: cnn ab like why why is our main news folks who are talking about these nicaragua elections doing nothing now, we are always going to talk about, well, that doesn't serve capital's interest, but what else is at play? And the, the imperial United States is very much built on a holier-than-thou mode of operation. So what is the narrative you're taught? I personally was taught a lot of this in grade school in that, well, the U.S. is so good and we have to go over there to help. That's the propaganda a lot of Americans are taught. The news doesn't ask the Cubans or the Nicaraguans what they want because the presumption is, well, how could they know? They've been slaves and destitute and had all of this bad stuff. We got to help them get to where they need to be so then they can do it. Like, that's, that's the surface level reading that also goes in line with it. It's, it's infantilizing of non-white, quote unquote, third world people. That they are somehow not even cognitively on our level or anywhere close. I try to think
0: what I try to think what uh newspapers would be saying if we go back to any of these other historical the other occupations. Like what if we were reading the newspaper in 1926 and they actually ran a fucking story about Nicaragua, like what would they be saying? Probably exactly what they're saying right now. <laughs> And then you talk about, oh, we have to go in and help them. And then you remember that one family that control the thing. Yeah, we were sending aid, I say in air quotes, and they just took and kept it. Like... It's historical, material. the cycles repeat. It's not that there's a evil cabal of people making evil decisions because, oh, if we get enough evil in the world, then the the great Satan will arrive. It's for money. People want money. They know how to get it, and then they do it, and it keeps working. They just do the same thing over and over again, and as long as they have the power in the situation, they can just kind of take whatever they want. Nicaragua is in no position to fight the U.S., And then you start looking at, like, how come all these uh, countries that don't like the U.S. have all these big, creepy militaries?
1: And it's like, I I fucking wonder why, man. Why would you? (laughs) Well, it turns out if you you? don't have a strong internal organized force, uh, people sponsored by the United States show up and start murdering you and causing damage. Kill 50,000 people and cause $12 billion of damage to your tiny, tiny country.
0: All right, we want to talk about the, like, today, I guess, like, modern, the election that happened and what is being said. I wish I had more, like, conclusive evidence, but then the people, the the, argue, the things we're arguing against, these claims, have no conclusive evidence. So it's like, we're both just out here saying, what, well, like, I'm saying what I have figured out as just a rando on Earth. And the New York Times is saying... Like, they have the resources to find out. They have the resources to know. They have the resources
1: know. to find out, and they are committing not only to something that isn't even well-researched. Like, let's go with benefit of the doubt of that's all anyone had, and it's moments notice, and that's what they went with. We don't even have a bullshit correction. So some of the claims.
0: I'll say them all, and then we'll like, <laughs> So So uh, U.S. sources say that opposing candidates were jailed that election turnout was actually only 18%, which would make the election pretty fucking illegitimate if, like, less than 20% of people actually voted for the thing. Uh, voter intimidation, uh, and Ortega just is a dictator and because he's been president for too long. So the first one, late read the first so one like, again. So, like, uh, that the opposing candidates were jailed, and the easiest and first response to that is there were seven parties on the ballot. One of them was Ortega, was Sandini- the Sandinista party, because it's like they have a parliamentary thing where you don't vote for the guy, you vote for the, just like the England, you vote for like the Labour Party, and then, oh, this is the guy in charge of the Labour Party. Like he, Ortega's in charge of the Sandinistas, so if the Sandinista party wins, Ortega's the president, and everyone yeah. knew that going in. There were six opposition candidates on the ballot with Ortega,
1: so... What? Well, I, I wasn't <laughs> like, even getting into that. Uh, the people arrested. Who were they? Why? that That is easily arrested. found out yeah. and is a lie of omission that is still getting repeated. Yeah. Lay it on us. First of all, they weren't candidates. They were pre-candidates, whatever that is. And then what did they do, Drake? Uh, they were inciting violence and trying to disrupt the election. <laughs> Somebody said... so. Th- in
0: 2018, there was some fucked up violence in Nicaragua. There was like a little coup attempt, and hundreds of people. That was it hundreds. I don't remember. Was it over a thousand people? Died? It was a many, many people died. Like we, we had our January sixth, and you know, a handful of people tragically did die. Nicaragua had a kind of similar, well not similar because thousands, like, a, like many 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 people died and there was just so much fire. it was a, it was an actual fucking coup attempt like an armed military coup attempt and it didn't work and then there was a candidate who was like I want to bring it back to 2018 and do it right this time. Imagine if the president <laughs> imagine if a presidential candidate in the US was like Hitler was right and we're gonna finish the holocaust this time around uh, in America nothing would happen and they would just be allowed to run anyway but in Nicaragua you aren't allowed to be, you, you, you get in trouble for that kind of shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like uh, that's what happens when there are, in fact, consequences to fucking with your political system <laughs> because the people have more control Ooh. over it and are like, we don't like that. Bye. The same the same
0: people who think January 6th was like the turning, the f- most fucked up, it's like 9-11 times 100 or whatever. The same the internet left people are like, we must prosecute people involved with the 6th. And I agree when it comes to politicians. Those same people will shit on Nicaragua for handing out consequences for that kind yep. of behavior. Like, you know what I mean? Like, where's that disconnect? Because they don't look into it. They just go, opposition was jailed. Ah. What an evil dictatorship. They put... (laughs) They put essentially like a... They they put a neo-Nazi in jail, the equivalent. Oh, what a fucking travesty. (laughs) North Korea times a (laughs) hundred. Okay, and then other ones, it was for shit like money laundering, which is code for They were paid by by America to to do some political subterfuge, and that is also not – you can't do that in the U.S. If you get money – remember how we're all pissed at Trump for Russia?
1: Yeah, but it is allowed (laughs) because he did it, and here we are. Yeah, there's no consequence here. But in
0: Nicaragua, if you're getting funding and help from a foreign country to influence election, you as a candidate are compromised, you can't run – you, the rule is written in the U.S. that you can't do that. We just don't actually yeah. do it. Well. Huh. Know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to... We are not Ortega... Oh, I am not. No. Like an Ortega state. I, I don't stand. even know that much about it. I don't him. think like... Oh. Exactly. That's kind okay, of our biggest I, I want to lean into... If you look at
1: the... Because yeah. we. this is the, the age of we have to put all of these disclosures and warnings in context. And unfortunately, we have to. And that is... We are not conspiracy theorists. Uh, We operate based on evidence, science, reproducibility, and all of that. And in this situation especially, we are pointing to the fact that what little information is there is clearly propaganda. And not just in the way that, like, well, everything is propaganda. This is the, the, uh, the greatest little phrase. Where there's smoke, there's fire. With almost no effort, us, average citizens can go hey we think there's smoke over there and go oh wow they're just blatantly lying about everything and then you learn about what happens i w- i want to jump into the the guest that they had on that uh peter coffin podcast in bringing light to what do what does our system take against people trying to do a fair election compared to what we're demonizing nicaragua for we watched
0: it. I I posted this in the hey if you're in the patron chat. Uh, I posted this the 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 video that uh, Drag War is mentioning. And if you want to find it, type in PACT, P A C D, which is Peter Coffin's podcast. You don't have to like them. You can still think they're Hitler. But if you the interview we're talking about is we're jealous of Nicaragua's elections, featuring Andrew Saturn. And Andrew Saturn is who Dragor is talking about. They ran for a minor office in Washington State. Right? They were like gonna be on the board like one of three board members on a utility district thing it's a position that paid like 20k a year it's you don't get like it's not it's not a this is your only job kind of it's like a, a thing that like a, a rando lawyer or judge like does on the
1: weekend because they're bored
0: right and Dragor, tell us about uh what kind of time they had the hurdles
1: so uh and obviously jump in if i'm missing something important but the biggest thing is this person ran openly as a socialist, which. That is, say what you will, uh, Bernie is kind of the only one that has made any kind of national traction with it that I'm aware of. And every other person that I hear of that uses that evil S word has things like the following happen. So other people on this board and in the election, everything involved once you have these positions are supposed to be impartial. Uh, you cannot. Nonpartisan. Nonpartisan is what, you mean. is what I'm looking for. Yes. that's And that's why he could run as a socialist because you didn't actually have. It's a
0: quote unquote not. Like, that doesn't mean anything. Nothing's nonpartisan. It's a nonpartisan position, meaning you don't have to be like backed by a party or put like a D or an R next to your name. You can just say whatever the fuck party you feel like. And he walked around
1: saying, I'm a socialist. Vote for me. Yes. <laughs> uh, you don't need approval from the DNC to get in for this position. Who are not socialists? E- well, <laughs> duh. DNC, not DSA, but anyway.
0: Oh, you said DNC, not DSA. Uh, Newsroom. Anyway, (laughs) anyway. My statement
1: statement stands. (laughs) uh, These nonpartisan people uh, were outright, not just endorsing the the other candidate, the incumbent, but were outright campaigning for them. They were engaging in things that were blatantly illegal in the state of Washington, and nothing happened. Uh, th- and he's not talking about their political opponents,
0: he's talking about, uh, he meaning Alex, he's talking about um, a, the like person who counts the votes yes. in the county, like the elections yes. commissioner, was campaigning for other candidates, which is, you know. Wrong. Come on. <laughs> Conflict of
1: interest much?
0: Weirdly, you can't do that in Nicaragua. In Nicaragua, everybody, like, they just, you, you write your shit on a piece of paper, you fold it in half, you stick it in a box, and then when, like, the polls are closed they just open the doors to, like, whatever building or thing you're in, and everybody can just sit and watch them count the ballots right there. Yes. Like, right in front of everybody. Uh, It doesn't go into a weird magic box that then whisks your vote away to whoever the fuck with software made by whoever the fuck.
1: What was the the claim that was rumor-mongered and spread about him? Was he, uh, he was sexist. Because, oh, the incumbent was a bought and paid for by the local water utility or some some industrial company
0: yeah, the board he was running for she like basically was paid for by the company that they would be regulating yes so you know america
1: uh there are people out there i have met them uh there's it i'll call it lib shit or what have you there's the oh if, if women ruled the world then we wouldn't have all of these problems and like no fuck you that is still sexist for saying that like just because women is a a group of people historically on this planet have been disproportionately fucked doesn't inherently make them better or worse at doing any of these it's other things we to need to say do. that so this like guy what you just
0: said is sexist <laughs> yes <laughs> to say that women would just be better cuz
1: women are just born better cuz they're women that's sexist yes like, <laughs> so this person decided to run against a capitalist who happened to be a woman and that immediately kicked off the oh well he's only running because he hates women And, like, this was a thing that was run... These stories were run in newspapers. And when he reached out to try and have an interview with the newspaper, they would decline. Like, they'd take everything that... To any of y'all listening, I'm assuming in some way, shape, or form, you are upset and or frustrated by what happened to Bernie Sanders. And you sit there and go, "Well, well, yeah, it's the DNC, and they have this structure to do that. And then you realize... This happens at the lowest levels as well. the The for opposition 20, raised 000. over a hundred thousand dollars to run negative ads for a job that pays twenty grand a year. It's such a little job. We can't even remember the exact name of it. It's like the utility
0: control board of blah 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 county in Washington. It's not even a state position. It's a
1: county position. Uh, just the smear campaigns were fantastic. And it wasn't just that there was active smear campaigns. It was also that every tool that we are told you are supposed to use to counter the smear. Uh, if you if you all have never read them in your American histories classes, uh, go read the op eds that like uh, Jefferson and Adams would write back in the day. And people are like, oh, it was so much more civilized back then. Like those <laughs> motherfuckers could shit talk with the best of us. The slander, slander in a campaign is older than this country all right
0: but my favorite one is there was a guy who claimed his opponent was dead and people believed him yeah (laughs) that
1: was was it so like shit worked we're not saying it was better then but what i am saying is back then you would put in this crazy slanderous piece and then the news would go run into the other person go what do you got for us This person we're talking about here was completely shut out of any and all media attention for an open public election that was supposed to happen and needed to happen. So, like, when you say, oh, the system was rigged against Bernie, it's so much worse than that.
0: And it's not an evil... Well, actually, with the Bernie one, the DNC, actually, there was a room of people who sat and talked and made a decision. (laughs) (laughs) But it's because they want a Damani. It's not because fucking Skeletor runs the world or there's a shadow cabal of lizard people or it's the Jews
1: or whatever. No, it's just money.
0: The... this is where the historical and the materialism become so goddamn important, because otherwise you end up just talking in circles about like morality and like oh, but he did this and she did this. It's like well, look at in the past what has been done by who and why. If you have just like ten U.S. backed coups in a row, and then on the eleventh try to like no 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 no, he's a dictator. We need to we need to get in there and stop that <laughs> dictator. You're supposed to go like oh yeah, this time they're super serious. It's like this time it really is a dictator, right? We what two years ago had the whole Bolivia thing where I feel like I have deja vu here. They said the exact same shit about the Bolivian leader. And then he got like a mini coup and then they had another election and they just were like, no fuck this. And they voted that guy's party back in and like, and now next year they say the exact same thing about Nicaragua. And I'm supposed to go. Yeah. yeah, yeah." You see Bolivia was actually fine and they were bullshitting us the whole time, but Nicaragua, that's where the real, like it's not that I think Ortega is Jesus I just know I am being lied to by one side and I would love to know what the rest of what the actual reality is. Yeah. <laughs> um I mean, that's kind of where I am. I'm not Nicaraguan. I'm probably never gonna go to
1: Nicaragua. I'd love to. I'd be fine. I mean, I wanna I see talk, more like, I wanna go to
0: Bolivia. I wanna go to Bolivia more, but Nicaragua wouldn't be the worst. Also,
1: we do say this once in a while, but like we are talking about this only through the lens of elections. What the seemingly populist wants versus what moneyed interest, especially United States-based one, fucking with other countries wants. I don't know about the social sides of Nicaragua. For all I know, like, oh, yeah, we do all this socialism and we're going to burn the gays. That's a thing that could happen. And of course I don't support that. But, like, if you're only ever looking for the most perfect thing, you're getting fucked. You're never going to get there. It doesn't exist. So when when Pepper and I and everyone else talks about we need to do stuff for the United States elections if we're going to have people believe in them, regardless of whatever other social stuff goes on in Nicaragua, we can point to, to the best of our ability right now, it, it seems like they actually have open and as fair as can be with the information we have elections. Like, they had an election they didn't like who won. That's it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is all for that. And they didn't do they digital election, shit the because guy they every
1: technologist win. will tell you digital shit is the greatest way to fudge numbers. Like, they did it analog. They had a system. They got their result. It was obvious. It wasn't contested. They had... They don't have a two-party system, which, like, I'm most curious about that from learning about their election. Like, are they doing ranked choice? Are they... By having six people running, does that make it so... Only the most popular is going to win. Like, I have more questions <laughs> that aren't getting answered, and our media is failing us by design. The,
0: I'm not saying that only removing the two-party system would suddenly bestow a communism upon us, but holy shit, you look at the first election that Ortega was... Because Ortega ran every time against this lady. just kept losing, like, all through the 90s. Uh, and then you look at the first election where there was more than just two parties. That vote got split right up. Ortega got 30, what was that, 38%, 38% percent and yeah. won like and then after that it's like oh shit he was in power for 5 years and wh- i wonder why his numbers went up could it i mean it could be okay, that he, wait, like wait, politically wait, 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 wait. i need to himself. head this off right here
1: to yeah, be clear it is a human trait that the incumbent will continue oh, to yeah. get more bias no matter what happens that's who he had to beat was that same lady <laughs> well and but there are other factors in play right So if we count that first election, the first open one where he got 38% and his numbers went up, of course the numbers went up because he had to do good things and differentiate. But as like a research study of humanity, that number was always going to go up barring other things like he murdered a baby on live TV.
0: I don't, again, I wish I had some freaking easily citable, everybody agrees on it sources, but from what I can find, <laughs> and to keep it, I don't know, relatively vague, I'm not gonna get too specific, like, numbers, but things that have been done, uh, the... In Nicaragua, like, the people's access to electricity has just gone crazy compared to what they had pre-Sandinista control. Literacy, infant mortality, life expectancy, healthcare outcomes. You know, all the shit we keep talking about how we need to take care of in the U.S. And, obviously, they're at a, a much lower level than, like, they're probably about what the U.S. They don't have nearly as much money as we do. Nicaragua is a tiny country that has just, is sanctioned and slapped around. Like, we have so many advantages. And you see what the U.S., when I say we, I mean the U.S., and you see what the U.S. does with those advantages. And then you look at a country like a Bolivia or a Nicaragua or a, a bunch of other examples. And you see what they have done with so much less. And it's like, do we really think that what Nicaragua needs to thrive is U.S. capitalist control and a Denny's? Is that what's going to do it? <laughs> I don't want Denny's. Because they, Denny. see, <laughs> they seem to be making fucking progress. And they had the 50 years of US control with that same family. They could have gotten why aren't they a utopia? They had 50 years of the control that they supposedly want now that the US wants over them now. And look at where they were. It like <laughs> Oh,
1: all the all the evidence points to his number is going up because he is also doing those good things, but like that's the the reason the United States has fucking presidential term limits is because FDR recognized that fact. Well, let's say what we don't like about. I want.
0: I do want to say what I don't like about the Ortega. I think it is super weird that it's still Daniel Ortega. Oh, absolutely. Okay, you've been president for like 25 total years. Uh, Why does it have to be uh, you, buddy? His wife's the vice president. Weird. (laughs) Why? You know what I'm saying? I don't think there should be like only one. It's not that there's only one political party. There's a bunch. They just, there happens to be the one party everyone that 75% of the country votes for. And then there's everyone else who <laughs> makes up the other 25% cuz they oppose the Sandinista government the, the one that gets just the overwhelming majority of votes if you were in Bolivia it'd be the MAS the movement towards socialism where they just get more votes every year when they kicked out a uh, freaking Maduro I'm pretty sure his name is Maduro they kicked him out I'm oh no I, I'm going to I'm going to accidentally say like the president of the Philippines <laughs> is Maduro the president of the Philippines or Bolivia <laughs> let me google this and I will edit this shit out. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to say. (laughs) Right now it's Luis Arce. Arce? Arce? Morales. Maduro is the guy from the Philippines, I think. Uh, Evo Morales. Evo Morales was president of Bolivia for like a really long time, and they were like, term limits, dictator. And then he got... there was claims from the UN that they had a false election. And then there was a little mini coup after, by the way, Morales is like, Oh, just have another election. Sorry. If you thought it was weird, we'll just do it again. And you can all supervise. And they're like, shut the fuck up. And then the, the military rolled in. So we got the hell out of there. And then his second dude, Luis Arze, is just the same party who just, they had another election and he won even more than Morales did. And he's not technically an incumbent, but it's the same party. Cause it's a parliament. <laughs> there are, you look at the patterns, and how can you deny them?
1: We, we have the tools here to make our stuff better, and this is kind of the refrain right now, is... This is preaching to the choir at this point, but to perhaps anyone who is listening <laughs> to this and is new. The reason so many of us are frustrated is the promise was not just Biden, but the blue wave. Okay, well... We, we got it. We got the presidency. We got the House. We got the Senate. Not under ideal situations or numbers, given how our Constitution works, but there's many things we could just do that protects the things we claim are important to us, especially elections. And zero of those things are happening. So when you hear someone say, I don't think we're going to get to what we want through electoral politics— how many how many stories how many how many times do we have to live through in real time non-free elections happening cuz that's here that's the United States we do not have free and open elections if that were true we wouldn't have citizens united citizens united being corporations are people in terms of free speech and money is speech and that's if that were true we would still have net
0: neutrality yeah 90-whatever percent of the country was like, we want net neutrality. I'm sorry. The system decided that they—well, not decided. The system looked at the material truth that they would make more money by getting rid of that. So they did it. It's not because they're evil. It, I mean, it, I make. I think it makes them evil personally, but it's not because they're like, what would fuck everyone up the most? All right, let's do it for no reason. No, it makes them more cash. It gets them more power. It keeps other people out of markets so they can continue to have two fucking internet providers for the whole country.
1: And because a lot of these people are fundamentalist crazies, that is laying the groundwork for, no, you can't go look at queer stuff online. No, like, this is the groundwork for the Great Firewall of America. We point to the Great Firewall of China as being awful all the time, and we actively have, like, openly. Openly, you have the majority of the Republican Party supporting things like that because they always want to, you know, they're full fashy. But then at the same time, you have the Democrats who go, well, we we can't have everything be open and free. We have to be able to stop this terrorist thing. We have to be able to spy on all communications. And it's like, oh my fuck, they're saying the same thing just in different words to get the outcome they want.
0: Dragor, I don't know if you know this, but... The the guy who got rid of net neutrality,
1: uh, the head of the FCC, Ajit Pai. Yeah, the most punchable uh, face. If you're a tech person, well, you wanna you want to break your path pacifism and break that guy's nose. I don't
0: know if you knew this, but he is Indian. So actually, you are now racist because you didn't like the decision that a person of color made while in power.
1: Pepper, I am an anti-theist. I do not believe in sky cake. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready for
0: when President Harris is running? And if you're like, uh, we should have, co-, and they'll be like, it is racist to demand that your student loans get taken. Oh, God. <laughs> it is sexist that you want health care. You won't support our Yas Queen girl boss president. Okay,
1: So we're, we're in the sardonic mode that I just accused the Peter Coffin shit of <laughs> what I don't like. Uh, that's
0: why I kind of love the shit, yo. If you're just so tired, <laughs> I'm just so tired. It's the only thing that keeps me going anymore. Uh, because fucking I get called. It's not all the time. I, I try not to wade into it to give people opportunities to yell at me, but like I get a very small version of like the same kind of shit. Or if I have opinions that were like, oh, your opinion is invalid because it did not. Uh, I don't know. Consider blah 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 identity, and I'm like, yo, if every CAO in the entire country, if every president, general, and person in power was a trans lesbian, and
1: nothing changed about the system, that would not in any way have changed the system, would it? <laughs> like, and they're like, well, but these things would have been different. I'm like, okay, yes, I agree. Maybe <laughs> if we have top down trans people in all of the important and moneyed spots, would being trans in the USA be a much better experience than it is today? Yes like I can just just guess that yes (laughs) but you know what would be if you're homeless you know what there'd still be homelessness homelessness. there'd there'd still be cops fucking murdering people so like ah ladies and everyone friends. I keep interrupting. I'm sorry. Ladies and ladies. La- no, it's because
0: I was about to say, ladies and gentlemen. I was going to say, ladies and ladies only, this has been last minute politics. <laughs> NBs and NBs else. only, this has been last <laughs> well, minute stop. politics. Half black, half Native Americans only. This has been Last Minute Politics. Let's get as specific as possible. Mitchell Mitchell Temnis from area code 21385. (laughs) This has been Last Minute Politics. Thank you personally for listening to this. Uh, I am Pepper Coyote. I am Dragor. We have many links just below in the description of this very podcast you're probably listening to. Email us. Follow us on Patreon. You can listen to these episodes being recorded live in real time just like a few friends are currently. And thank you all for being here. Uh, anything to plug I'm going to be
1: at, uh, by the time this comes out the thing will be over
0: <laughs> I'll see you at MFF
1: yeah MFF I'm going to do a doom thing on Sunday and we'll see what happens from there bye, bye. bye.